This podcast is brought to you by Learn Prime. Start your journey to becoming a great developer at learn.thoughtbot.com. Giant robot smashing into other giant robots. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Giant Robots Smashing Into Other Giant Robots podcast. It is Thursday, August 29th. My name is Ben Orenstein, and I'm here today with Chris Savage and Brendan Schwartz. How are you guys doing? Good, man. How are you? Great. Fantastic. So, Chris, how do you spend your days as CEO of Wistia? Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a hard-hitting question up front. That's a big question. Um, Only if you spend your days poorly, right? Yeah. So I don't <laughs> have a good answer for you. Um, I would say, I mean, I think everyone's job at Wistia changes a lot as we've grown. My job changes a lot. Um, I spend my days, like, trying to figure out, like, you know, what's the stuff that we're doing that we should do more of and what's the stuff that we're doing that we should do less of. And we just try to, like... Um, we're pretty flat at Wistia, and so everyone has a lot of ownership and can kind of go after whatever they want to go after. Mm. And so what that means is there's a lot of responsibility for all of us to figure out, like, is this person working on the right stuff? Like, should we do more of this? Should we do less of this? Um, so I spend my days, like, trying to f- encourage the right stuff, stop the stuff that I like how, how should s- be happening. I like how simple that is. Yeah, I guess that's it. I mean, it's I you know I have trouble answering this question because I feel like I do so many different things. Yeah, um, but I think that's probably like the unifying unifying stuff. Yeah. So, Brendan, how about you on the CTO side? Uh, it's a similar answer, I'd say, in that it's changed a lot. Back when we first started, there were two of us. I was writing all the code. That's a pretty clear division. That is happening kind of less and less, uh, and it's just a, I, I don't know. I mean, that's the most exciting thing for me too, is just doing uh, different things every day and there's different problems to solve. I mean, that's, I think, why a lot of people like small companies. Um, there is just a plethora of things. Like, there'll be many days where, like, I mean, there are days where I don't open my laptop. Like, most of the, like, you're just talking with people and trying to help them, like, do what they need to do or, like, unblock, you know, certain things. Yeah, it's interesting. I've, as I've moved into more of a role where I'm helping work on a different side of the business at a slightly higher level, it's like I write less and less code. That's like, it's the more you get focused on how do we make things happen at a high level, the less I can just dive down and spend four days writing features and more. It's like, we need to email these people. We need to mentor these students. We need to talk to these instructors. And it's, it's a lot more coordination at a higher level. Yeah. It's hard though. I think because I mean, anybody who like, if you write code, you're making things like you can see the product of your work yeah. and the shift to go from like suddenly like every feature that came out like I'd have my hands in and now like I might like look at a week and I'm like what did I I didn't like produce anything like I just helped a lot of people get stuff done which is is a really good feeling but it's a it's a different that was like hard for me to do like Mm. personally yeah I think that transition is just tough it's just going from making stuff I mean forever it was just like making things making things like oh I have an idea for blog post I write the title it goes out there people love it blah, blah 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 like feel pretty great about yourself uh and then like that stuff stops happening and it's that weird transition when other people are doing all the making um and now it's i don't know i think it's like at least we take a ton of pride in just all the other stuff that can happen without us i think that's like the best stuff Mm. now is it's at least for me it's completely switched like i it's sad like i don't get to make as much stuff but then i look around the people who are making things i'm like damn they're doing a better job than i could have done yeah um and so it's just like an enormous amount of pride like in the team and in the individuals that are you know doing what we used to do and doing it better yeah was it tough to let that go at first though absolutely mm. i mean it's just tough because i think the like the feedback loop is so different 
I don't know. Once you get used to it and you start to see other people shining, it's like, it feels pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. I remember we were at Business of Software like a number of years ago and we went to like look at, we were like showing someone the website. We like met someone, we were like, oh, like look at something on the website and the website had completely changed. And like we knew that project was underway, but we had yeah. no idea that it was launching <laughs> that day. And we're like, oh my, like this is like the first like big moment where like we're not at all, we had like nothing to do yeah, with it really. That's so cool. Um, and it was amazing. I mean, it was gorgeous and amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So we should probably step back. I always forget to do this. We should step back and talk about what Wistia does. And I think you guys have you guys have one of the, the simplest, most direct taglines that I've seen, which is <laughs> video for video hosting for business. Which I thought just it was like, okay, I get what that is. It's four words, and I understand it. And one of them is four. Yeah. Uh, and that was just great. And because I remember I, I, I first started talking with you guys like three years ago almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were a lot smaller. You had just moved into an office. You're local. We're actually in the Thoughtbot studio today. Yep. Um, and you just moved into an office in Davis Square. And you were like, I think you had like one other guy writing code along with you. Yeah. There were five of us then. Yeah. I so think. five total. Today it's like 20? Yep. 22 people. 22. Um, and. I think you had just you were just kind of like settling in on like what the mission was and like how strongly you believed it. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, things have evolved. I mean, so we started seven years ago, and the one thing that stayed consistent is that we saw this major shift happening with online video, and we're like, okay, there's going to be a lot of opportunity that comes here. We think we can try to help like different people, and those different people change over time. It was like, let's help filmmakers, then let's try to help businesses like privately share video, then let's try to help businesses also put video on their website, which is kind of like video hosting for business. And it's evolved even more to just really trying to help people market with video well on their site. Mm. Um, and you know, it's, it's been an evolution and it's also been the cool thing is like, as we've gotten bigger, it's been easier to be more specific about what, who our customer is, like how we're serving them, like what the price of the product should be, what the product should be. Um, three years ago, we were definitely still like, struggling to figure out like should we be helping people do marketing training sales or collaboration i don't know if someone else comes and asks for something else we'll do that too because we need the money yeah um and now it's like okay if we focus in on like people who are trying to market with video on their website that's a really specific problem and there's a lot of specific tools we can make it makes it easier to make those tools it makes it easier to invest more deeply in those tools and i think they're better because of that yeah i think we had this funny like emotional uh, thing behind like what we would call ourselves. also I think when we were making this product it's like we care so much about it and it's like so special to us that calling it something so specific as video hosting for business is yeah. like completely underselling its value yeah. yeah and that was terrifying to us yeah of course it it's, <laughs> makes perfect sense that you would say something really simple and then people could figure out the rest of what it does that eluded us for the better part of a decade yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 kind of amazing to hear that you guys have been around for seven years now it's it's interesting to watch uh you guys grow and get more popular and i see references to you all over the place now and like other like these huge companies using you guys and it's like oh man they just like exploded onto the scene yeah in tiny steps over seven years <laughs> yeah. yeah no really tiny i mean you know they talk about the trough of sorrow or the pit of despair or yeah. whatever you want to call it that you have to work your way through and like it's a big, it turns out that pit can be like five years long, um, which is, it's a long way to get through. But I, yeah, it's been just tons of small steps. Mm-hmm. The, the, I feel like the biggest shift that I saw from you guys was when you started making your own videos. Like it seemed like you were trying a lot of different marketing techniques, a lot of different ways of getting people's attention. And like it suddenly, at least for me, shifted when like you started making these like adorable slash hilarious videos yourself. Yeah. Uh, that, 
Was that a big change for you guys too? Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a huge change for us. It happened by accident, honestly. Like we had made videos before that were screencasts, mm-hmm. and we're like, all right, you know, we'll just help the, we'll sell this product to people who understand the problem. We don't have this problem, so we'll make screencasts that are not that great, but like the kind of like. They're still walking. They're kind of a demo of the product, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then this guy Chris Levine, who is now on our team and full time, like he's a friend of uh, another guy on the team, and he came in. He's like, "I'm just going to shoot a video." And we're like, "Okay." And he shot a video with no script of us in the office, like goofing around, and like put our names like in 3D text above our heads, which was super cool. Um, and we just put it on the site, like not even on the front page. It was just like on our team page mm-hmm. and tons of people shared it and it sent a ton of traffic back to us. And it, those, that traffic that came in on this video that had nothing to do with the product or service, like actually people signed up and it was like, holy shit, like what the hell just happened? Yeah. Um, and yeah. I mean, the other thing is I think whether we would, we wouldn't admit it back then when we weren't making these videos, but we were just terrified I think of being on camera yeah. and you know, you write a blog post or even, I mean, it's hard to launch a website because it's a, in some ways it's a representation of you. And if, if it fails, that's a horrible thing and you're a horrible person and being on camera and having people like see your face and you're talking about your business or, or what it is that you do. I mean, there's a lot, like you're really putting yourself out there mm-hmm. and that was like a really good entree cause we didn't have to do any talking or anything and it got us comfortable with it. And then the other big thing, like as someone who like I was like incredibly nervous about it having Chris Levine in the office and like knowing he was like skilled and he was like a friendly force like he was the safety net for like all right I'm not gonna look stupid Hmm. like I will be stupid on camera but he will magically edit this so just like this podcast exactly that's why we're just getting we're about to say a lot of crazy shit you wouldn't believe how dumb these guys sounded yeah it's in person it's insane (laughs) absolutely I I feel like the I remember talking to you guys years ago, and you told me like we're looking for this, we're looking for the marketing channel that works. We we keep what happens is we keep trying something. We'll do buy some advertising, and for a little while, like the conversion will be amazing. We're like, oh my god, we found our scalable <laughs> channel, and yeah. this is going to be it, and we're going to be billionaires. And then like a week later, like oh, it doesn't work anymore. Yeah, and I've, I, <laughs> it seems like you've sort of stumbled on this like content marketing sort of thing, yep. and it seems to be working you know better than anything else. I would. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's like, you know, we made that video, put it out there, it worked, and it wasn't even related to what we were doing. Mm -hmm. And we started, like, we started down the path of, like, okay, probably there's something to this video thing, Um, (laughs) which we knew, but, like, we just had never had, like, the quality or, like, the commitment or the confidence to try all this stuff. And it just evolved um, to the point where now, like, it is the main driver of our business. And it's also it's the main driver of our business, and it's helped us figure out figure out how to build the product. I mean, I think that's oh, yeah. the other thing that's incredible is like, oh well, we really want to be able to let people who sign up for a recorded webinar like put in their email address to gain access to it. So we built it ourselves, and we try something out, and it works amazing. And we're like, okay, let's put that in the product. And we put it in the product, and people love it. And it's like that wasn't that hard. Okay, like now we should do like something with calls to action. Now we should integrate with like other email service providers. All those things we did because we wanted it for ourselves. Mm. Um, and we just iterated and got better. And now, now, I mean, we just try to look at what we're doing day to day and say, like, what's the stuff that we're doing? And if someone walked in here, they'd be like, wow, that's awesome. Like, I just learned something. Then we try to take that and put that in a video or a blog post or whatever it is and get that out there. Um, because the more that we can teach and educate, the better connection we build with people, the more trust we build. Um, and that's the stuff that, at least for us, like, even when we couldn't describe the product well, 
still brought people back and had them take a second look. It feels like such a shift, too. It's like you became a user of your own product. Yeah. Like, crazy idea. Yeah. And it's like, we're making this product for people that want to host video. We don't actually host any of our own videos, but, you know, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I mean, we were entranced, too, because, like, some of our first paying customers were really big companies. Mm. And they were privately sharing video. And it was, like, Nestle and Sonus Networks and Cirque du Soleil and, like, these giant companies whose problems we could not even come close to understanding. Like, mm. Wistia is my first, like, salary job of my life. Like, I was a freelancer before this, and it's not like my time was 100% packed. You know what I mean? Like, I was trying to build a career, and Brendan was working in a small startup. It's not like either of us had any experience at, like, a big company and, like, doing compliance training for sales. So, you know, we had just didn't understand the problem we were solving. So I feel like a, a, an amazing example of this is the video you guys did for uh, taking a survey. And like, <laughs> will you take our customer survey is like the most boring request ever yeah. to receive as a customer. Yeah. It's like, this benefits you solely. It's going to take me time. Your questions are probably boring and it's going to be long. Yeah. And you guys made this like pretty hilarious dancing video that was like the most adorable way I've ever been asked to take a survey before. And the amazing thing that I realized about this is like, this actually makes it like a trade. It's like the whole office got together and did a dance for me and like made themselves look really goofy. And in exchange, yes, I can take a 30 second survey because like you gave me something. I thought it was just like a perfect approach at doing something that so many businesses do so thoughtlessly. Yeah, we both hate surveys. Uh, And like somebody like... It was maybe two days before that I heard that, like, okay, there's, like, a sur- we're thinking about doing a survey to all the customers. And I was like, oh, my God, like, this sounds like the worst idea. Like, this is, like, what a great way to, like, burn trust, like, that we work so hard to do. Like, I didn't hear about the video idea, and I just was, like, terrified. I'm like, I was, like, just, you know, I, that's, I don't know. I agree. Like, surveys are just, like, lazy marketing, like, asking people to, like, do your work for you almost, right? Um and I think that was definitely like, and the video piece was um, the piece that made the whole thing work, which was part of like the I- idea behind it. Um, like, I think both of us were still a little bit skeptical of it, but it was also just like doing that video was super fun for everybody. Yeah, like, we I all think, got together yeah. and like learned a new dance. Yeah, it looked like a fun team bonding experience. Yeah, that was the thing. Like, we both. I mean, it's just like if you think about the bank of trust, right? Like, we've been building up this trust and building up this trust, and like. We try really, really hard not to sell Wistia like in our videos. Like we just try to teach. And the hope is like if we do it enough, like, yeah, you can take the stuff we taught you and go use it on YouTube. And lots of people do. Um, and hopefully also like might, might give you pause and think like, well, what are these people doing that taught me this stuff? And so just the, the terrifying thought of like burning it by like taking the survey. Um, but it really was when we were doing the dance, honestly, that like, it was so ridiculous and fun to do. Everyone literally was like beaming and having a great time. I was like, I, that fucking video is going to be awesome. Like that's just going to be epic. And then it turned out like the, the other thing that that video is super funny is like, it's like a minute and 40 seconds long or something. It's like <laughs> way, way, way too long. Mm-hmm. But that's part of the fun. It's like, how long will they keep doing this? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, the thing that struck me was like, you made something so boring, like into a remarkable event. Yeah. Which is awesome. Like something that someone would actually like link to and be like, oh, check out this survey. Like yes. check out this survey. Are you yeah. kidding me? Like yeah. that was kind of a miracle. It was cool. And the results were amazing. I mean, that's the other thing is like, I think, a, I mean, a lot of people told us in the survey, like I would not have taken the survey if you didn't have the video. And now that I'm here, I'm going to tell you some things I wasn't going to tell you otherwise. Mm. And so I, my fear with surveys sometimes is you just get like, 
the people who have the biggest problems mm-hmm. uh, or the like, rather the loudest voices and not just the biggest problems. And so I think we heard about a lot of stuff that we wouldn't have heard about otherwise, like because of that. Mm. Um, I think it's also another like we can't just go be like, all right, now we've done this survey. Let's do another one next month with a different dance. Like it will lose its effect. Um, and so being really, really careful with it is important. But I, I think just as you brought up at the beginning, it's the trade is probably the most important way to think about it. And just as long as we can give people enough fun, like during the middle of their work day, mm-hmm. um, that they can actually feel good about giving us that information, which hopefully means we're going to make better content, which will be good for them too. It's interesting to me how many times you guys have said the word trust in, yeah. our, in the interview so far. I was, so I was reading back on uh, Chris, your blog, um, where one of your posts is about not hiding who you are. Yeah. And in particular about, like, you were, you were talking about your team size. Yeah. And you show a screenshot of your team page from back in the day, and it's like, clearly people trying to look big, yes. right? It's like, oh, the chief executive officer is Chris Savage, and, yeah. like, here's his, yeah, like, he three-paragraph so bio. Yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah, we're a, don't worry, we're, like, a super big, serious company. You yeah. can trust us. It's like so a you, 23-year-old. Yeah. Like, no experience whatsoever. Our fonts yeah. have serifs on them, and yeah. we know what we're doing yeah. and all that. And then contrast it to today, which is, like, such a... It's like, here we are, here are pictures, here's us doing goofy dances. Like, it's just much more open about what you yeah. guys are doing. Yeah. I mean, it's been like, it's funny. In hindsight, all our initial customers knew how big we were. We didn't really pay attention to that. We just thought we were really clever and we were tricking them. But, like, they knew. And some of them, like, we met at startup events and we were commiserating about how, you know, we can't get any deals. And, like, what are we going to do? And, like, we need to make money. And then this guy's like, well, I'm the director of training at a $2 billion company. Like, seems like what you're doing is cool. Like, maybe we should be a customer. And we're like, oh, my gosh, this is great. Now we'll go, like, get other $2 billion companies to get us, which is kind of the wrong way to go. Um, and I think it's just, like, a trying to attract the right customers. Like, even today, we have, like, lots of big customers of all different shapes and sizes. But there's certain companies that are just so big that, like, we couldn't do them justice. And so we might as well scare them away. Mm. Like, should Showtime rely on us for all of their online video? Like, they can, but, like, they're going to want an account rep. They're going to want SLA. They're going to want all these other things that, like, we don't have. And maybe someday they become a customer. But, like, for now, like, we're way happier connected with people who know what they're getting and, like, realize that, like, a 22-person team can be trusted. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and I've said this before, but there's so much power in the truth to me. Yeah. It's like when you're trying – when you kind of are, like, trying to manipulate reality a little bit, you have to remember how you're manipulating it. And you have to always maintain yes. that facade and, that, and remember yes. the things you said. Whereas when you just tell the truth, you don't have to have a good memory. Yeah. It's just like this is who we are. This is what we do. We might not work for you. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just more fun that way too. Like we're goofy and like we make mistakes and like it, just being able to be ourselves. I mean this is like, you know, a very obvious thing in hindsight. But <laughs> it just feels so much better. It's like more fun to work in that environment. Yeah. And it literally put a face to your company for yeah. people. When you guys start showing up on video and have your faces on the, on the, the company page and all that. Yeah. But especially the videos. It's like, oh, yeah. I see who's working there. I can see that they look they look human. They look like they're having a good time. It's like, this looks like a cool company. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I was going to say, I think the video, too, was, like, one of the catalysts that, like, really, like, made that happen. Because you can't, if you try to pretend, like, acting is very hard. You try to pretend to be some big shot thing, and it's, like, me who looks like I'm 14. Like, I, it just it won't work. So there's only one way to be, I think, when you're on camera as a, you know, normal human being, not, like, a fabulous actor. Yeah. I mean, it's just also the, the connection of, like, just knowing people. It's, like, that relationship that happens because you're yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we talk about, all, about it all the time with, like, the, you know, 
the coffee shops and the sandwich shops that are near our office in Davis Square. And it's like, oh, like, did you see that new person who's working at Diesel Cafe? Like, they seem like they're pretty funny. And this time they remember my name. Like, that's awesome. And someone's like, yeah. And like, oh, that other guy was so mad today. I can't believe it. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, these are the people we converse about are like the people we interact with. Um, and I think like being on video is just such a different experience than like looking at a photo of somebody in that like you feel like you get to know them and you watch them a different way. Mm-hmm. It's like when we watch someone on TV mm-hmm. and you see them in real life, you're like, you look like how you look on TV. And it's like, well, I'm that person. Yeah. And um, But I also think we like caricature people on TV and like in movies where it's like if you think of Jay Leno, I'm sure the first word that pops into your mind is chin. You know, like and like it's because like you dissect someone differently when you're watching a video than you do in a photo or than you even do with a friend. Mm. Um, and there's people all the time, like someone came into the office yesterday and I was in the back of the office with Chris Levine and she, and then uh, Chris's dog, Lenny, who's like on our site and stuff was like also there. And she's like, Oh my gosh, like two Chris's and a Lenny. Like, I can't believe all th- some of my favorite things in one room. And like, I've never met this person. Like I have no idea who they are. But they have, like, a relationship with us and with Lenny the dog. Yeah. And it's, like, a wild thing, um, which is super powerful. And I think, like, you know, the upside mm-hmm. is, like, that you know, that relationship is stronger. And the downside, if there is one, is, like, you know, if we screw things up, like, if we treat – if Wistia treats people like shit, it's going to be very clear who the people are at Wistia. Like, we are not a nameless, faceless organization. Mm-hmm. And I think that hopefully will help us, like, stay honest and, like, do right by people. So I remember even so you guys are have took some venture capital um, at least fairly early on. But I remember even talking to you years ago. You didn't you don't have that feel of a venture funded company somehow. You feel kind of like a bootstrapped company. Well, yeah, we we did we took angel investment and it was there's no like institutional investors, so it's all like individuals. Mm. Um, so it's basically you know everyone always thought we were going to take like a big venture round, and they're like, oh yeah, we'll try to take over control of your company like when that day happens and that day hasn't happened. So it's, you know, I think it's like a function of having like great individuals who like really have backed us and have trusted us. And, um, you know, to talk about like the kind of like pit of despair that we walked through, like there was a lot of time when it was like, are we going to make it? Are we going to make it? Like we came close to running out of money like multiple times. Mm. Um, and they saw us do that and then they saw us come out of it. And now they're basically like, all right, you guys are fine. Like, we can't really do much anyway, but if we could, like, just, like, we'll stay out of your hair. Yeah. Um, which has been good. I mean, it lets us, like, take our time on things that I think we wouldn't be able to take time on otherwise. Yeah. And even when things were looking, like, really grim, I mean, it's a testament to the people who invested were just, like, had our back then. It wasn't like, oh, my God, make this work. Like, yeah. I've got all this money on the line. It was like, how can we help you? Or just do you want, like, hands off? Like, we'll just tell us what to do. I mean, we were terrified of taking money because – we didn't want to let people down. Um, we were terrified of letting ourselves down. But um, I remember talking to one of the investors who had never invested in a startup before. And we're like, okay, you're going to give us $100,000. Like, can you afford to lose this? Because, like, we're probably never going to give it back to you. Like, <laughs> you shouldn't give it to us unless you think you're never going to get it back. Like, that's the only way we'll take it from you. And um, he's like, yeah, no, I'm super rich. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Um, and I think that, like, we just always tried to set those expectations from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And we were fortunate enough and lucky enough to, like, find people who, like, actually wanted to to help a company like us hmm. do that. That's awesome. So, uh, Brandon, I saw a, a, a talk you gave about some of the technical stuff behind Wistia. 
uh, which, which is pretty awesome. I'm, I don't. It was something. It was all about the bakery. Oh, and how okay. it grew over yeah, yeah. time, and like you sort of gave this nice timeline. Like it started off with this, and then kind of exploded. Can you just kind of do a quick summary of of the tech behind Wistia? Sure. I mean, we so when we first started, we actually Wistia, we started building a portfolio website for artists. That was like the first thing that we built that we thought was a great idea. <laughs> Wasn't that great of an idea for us? I mean, it's a great idea, but just it's not great. It's what, a phenomenal idea. Yeah, not a, not yeah. exactly the greatest <laughs> business idea, I suppose. Artists. You know, they're yeah. usually very wealthy and like we'll we'll pay businesses lots of money. Oh, but yeah. in this yeah, case, it just didn't work for yeah. us. So mm-hmm. uh, we had as part of that, it was like very video centric. And we had built out this infrastructure or really one giant monolithic, um, you know, shitty service. Uh, and we decided like we kind of when we were transitioning into Wistia, we we're like, we never want to handle like a video upload, transcoding, encoding again we need to like make this its own service right Mm -hmm. um so we split that off that is what we call internally the bakery uh which is a service that handles all the uploads encodes the videos to all the different formats um stores them delivers them all that stuff uh and it's taken a i mean it's been you know six years that thing has been running and it started off like in that talk i said you know it was like a single virtualized server that could barely do anything we would run one it could only run one encode at a time so there was like this time, like early on, we had some big customers who were uploading lots of videos or like multiple customers. Mm-hmm. And we would do this thing that we called like queue juggling, where we'd like just like alternate back and forth between each customer's one. So it looked like things were actually happening instead of having yeah. to wait like two hours for a drink. Like a day. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there was some manual labor going on to make it look like there was some technical magic. But then over, you know, over the years, obviously, we've invested time to to scale that out. Um, and it's been, I think the best thing we did there was we just did it when we had to, and there wasn't a lot of premature optimization. Mm. Um, we felt the pain. And then by the time we were implementing a solution, we were really confident that that was going to take us to the next step. So now there's like 250 machines, you know, encoding tons of videos right now as we speak. Um, and it's, I mean, and still it's like, I'm sure in year, years from now, it'll be like, oh my God, can you believe we only had like the capacity to encode 250 things at a time? That was horrifying. Um, so it's been a, it's a long journey. It continues awesome. to be. So those 250 are just for encoding? Yeah, just for encoding video. So any video you upload, if you upload an HD video, we're going to encode about five different versions of that, mm-hmm. um, or maybe six. So it's a fair amount. And each of those servers uh, will encode one thing at a time for like maximum we want to get it through the system as fast as possible rather than like kind of paralyzing parallelizing lots of stuff and having it all go slowly mm-hmm. any other big components of the ar- architecture besides that yeah so all the video analytics we do that is also a separate service um so we we do this thing you can see second by second how people watch the videos and we make these things called video heat maps so a section that people watch is green, um, and if you watch it again, it turns yellow and then orange and red. So you can it's this nice visual representation of how someone consumes your content. Uh, that is so the player sends information to this set of servers. It kind of goes through this processing pipeline, um, and then the Wistia front-end application reaches into that um, to display that information. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, service-oriented architecture is not a new concept. Um, but having the discipline to have done it that way was certainly took us a little bit longer in the beginning mm-hmm. has really paid off. Mm. How big is the engineering team now? The engineering team is 
four people. It's pretty small. I wouldn't count myself because I can barely do anything right anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, we're which is awesome. It's it's awesome because everybody is hyper productive. Mm. I mean, there's no like we have you know probably over 500 servers. There's no ops person or team. Um, so everybody really has to like be on top of their stuff and mm-hmm. like everything is very well automated to make that work and also be able to produce new features. Do you guys have any uh, embarrassing stories? Uh, yeah, we are willing how to share. Do we have? Yeah. Um, embarrassing stories that we're willing to share. I don't even know where to begin. What kind of stories? Yeah. What do you like want? Personally embarrassing. Kind of. Like Myth, you know, professional mishaps, personal blunders. <laughs> you know, it's all it's all good. We're um, all podcast friends here. Mm, podcast friends. What do they want to hear? Um. No. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, oh, you want me to go ahead? No, Yeah, right. Uh, things you messed up in the, in the early days. Like, you know, what What were the... Oh, sure. you look back on yeah. it and go, oh, my God. Like, what yeah. were you thinking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so pretty early on, we just, like, it, it took us almost a year to the day to switch to focusing on Wistia. And we did that because we were two, the two of us were living in, like, this 10-person house in Cambridge. We were running out of money. We needed to make money. Businesses had money. Okay, great. So we switched to Wistia, like by finding someone who's like really interested in something like this company, they pay us. That's great. Um, and it was a private way to share video at first. And, um, we, when we went into the, this company it's called Jet dynamics and we had this meeting with them and they said, what's the price? And we were ready for this. And we had made up a sheet of fake prices and we're like, you know, the light plan was a hundred dollars a month and the medium plan was $200 a month. And the heavy plan was like $400 a month. What's the difference between these plans? I don't know. It's just made up stuff, right? Like, it's just completely made up. And they looked at it, and, like, the guy looked at the piece of paper, and he's like, mm, okay, yeah, right, yeah. I think we'll take, we'll take the heavy plan. I'm like, okay, yes. Like, $400. Yes! Like, this is huge. Like, our expenses were, like, $1,200 a month. <laughs> so that was, like, enor- just enormous. Yeah. Um, then, like, this private way to share video, like, my background's in filmmaking. We, like, leveraged a bunch of connections and got ourselves into PBS. And so, like... Two months after switching to Wistia, we're talking to PBS about helping them share all the unfinished content that they have internally. This is like a dream come true, and this dream has like gotten to this place in two months. So mm. Brennan and I go in there. We're both like 22, 23 at the time, and we're meeting with the heads of production for PBS on Nova. So we, we go in there, and they're like talking. We're showing them the product. Like, it's amazing. We had like time coded commenting. That We've was got like, trophies big... everywhere too. Yeah, there's trophies. There's Emmys like lining the walls, <laughs> and um, so we get to the point where we're going to ask what the price is, and with the same exact sheet of paper, like in uh, like a Timbuktu bag that we're gonna, like take out and like hand to these guys, and so they're like, "What's the price?" And, like I see Brendan like kind of like going for the paper, and I kind of like stop him, and I'm like, "All right, um, yeah, it starts at two thousand dollars a month." And then it goes up to like three thousand, and like so for I think you guys are probably like twenty five hundred, and they kind of just like stared back at us blankly, and they're like, "You yeah, will get back to you." And then we didn't get that deal, and it was just like, um, I mean, in hindsight, it was like one of those perfect examples of just trying to take way, 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 way too much from somebody from a product that's like two months old. Um, and those guys actually eventually did become a customer, and they pay us like. A hundred dollars a month or something. So. <laughs> something more reasonable. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how. That's. I mean, that's. I like that. Though. It was worth yeah. a shot. Yeah. I I, I thought you they're gonna you know, laugh at your number and say we would have paid you fifty thousand and then k- kick you out the door. Yeah. 
We've had some of those. We've had those too, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we just, we did a lot of, actually, here's a good one. Um, so, you know, you couldn't embed videos out of Wistia at first. It was all private, right? We built the analytics initially so that um, you could, people, big companies, which we didn't understand, could like track how their employees were watching things for training and compliance and stuff. So we get to about 30 customers and our customers are saying to us, like, we love the interface. It's really, really easy. We want to embed the videos on our site and see how people are watching the videos on our site. We're like, that's a bad idea. Video's private. Yeah, video's private. That's how it works. <laughs> and so we started sending embed codes to people via email. Okay? So you want an embed code. We're like, fine. We won't build it into the product. We'll send it to you via email. Mm-hmm. Then one day, Jason Freed goes onto Twitter and he tweets like, what kind of company in the year 2007 does not have their pricing on their website? And it's a link to like list.com slash pricing. Oh. And it said our prices start at like $79. And we were just like, Frack! You know, just like, like, oh my god, how is this happening? Yeah. And so, like, I'm trying to tweet back and forth, and we're all like trying to tweet with them. And he starts like direct messaging me. And he's like, actually, we're looking at using Wistia. <laughs> I'm like, okay, like this is amazing. This is a dream come true. Oh my god, we're gonna get 37 signals. So he signs up. He uploads the video. He's like, everything looks good. He's like, I can't figure out where to make an embed code. <laughs> and you're like, but video's private. Yeah, they were like, okay, yeah, no, well, don't worry about just, that. We have this, just like pricing. It's like, a, yeah, it's a, it's a there, special these are service. bespoke uh, embed codes yeah. that are handcrafted just <laughs> yeah. for you. So we sent him an email with the embed code, and we didn't have the tracking work in, working in embedded videos yet. So we're like, is it working? Is it working? He's like, I don't know. I got to know. And then he just like completely went dark, dark on us. And we like never spoke to him again. Mm. That, that was embarrassing. That sucked. Um, and it was also one of those things, actually, like, we realized we were going to have to do that. And I think it was, like, six weeks later is when we switched over to having our prices on the site, having embed codes work, and actually letting people for the first time get a free trial. Because mm. up until that point, you had to demo or call us. And so Jason Freed, like, emailed us, which was, like, a really big deal because, like, he had to, like, in order to create an account, he had to email a person. So. But, I mean, it's like we knew 37 Signals really well right. and yeah. really respected them. And then, and we're a tiny company, like, starving for attention. And the first attention we get yeah. by a tweet yeah. is something that just is, like, just you, destroying us. Yeah. 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 guy with 50,000 followers. Yeah. And like, we're like, wait, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you learn the lesson, though, right? Like, it's – Yeah. You're no, better I mean, for it. Yeah. I mean, and it's – that was good. And I think it's also one of those things, like, you know, now if someone's upset, at least they're telling you. Like, mm. I think that's the thing we've learned. Like, they, a lot of the people who are our biggest champions were the most upset. And we just, you know, if you take responsibility for what you're screwing up and, like, talk to them about it, it's a lot easier to turn things around. Um, and it's still true. And, like, I think, I don't know, that's definitely, like, learned a lot of stuff from mm. that. So it's good. Hmm. Do you guys have any uh, specific, like, stretch goals the next couple of years in mind? Um, yeah, I mean... I mean you know, we think we tend to think very long term. Um, that's kind of partially because it's taken so long to get here. It's like, wow, it's taken seven years. Like, if you had told us before this, like, it's going to take seven years. You're going to be running out of money for most of that time uh, <laughs> until at the end when you're not. Um, we'd be like, that sounds horrible. Like, don't want to do that. Um, but being here, like, looking at where we've gone, like, it's honestly, like, time has flown by. Mostly because I think, like, we've been fortunate enough to go slowly enough that we've like actually have built a culture where it's like fun to work. Mm. Um, and there's lots of smart people in the room every day, like pushing you to be better. And I think like for that reason, we look, when we look out, it's kind of, you know, if we're lucky enough to be able to do this in 10 years, 
than like imagine like the impact that we could have. Mm. Um, and you know, the area that we play in, which is like helping people market with video on their website, which is definitely a different thing than like helping people get views on YouTube, um, is actually pretty young. And there's not a lot of companies like really being successful with video there. And so, I mean, we just really want to help as many, as many companies as we can, like be successful in that way because we've seen it work so well. Yeah. And it still is crazy how early days it seems like for this market. I Mm -hmm. mean, you know, around, like, especially around here in Boston, like there's a lot of tech companies. Everyone is like kind of savvy to video, but there are, you know, so many companies that still are like just getting online Mm -hmm. even. And it's just, I think video, I mean, we've obviously believe like have been living and breathing this for so long. Like video can be transformative for a business. Mm. Everyone will get there eventually. Um, and in some ways it just is like, it's barely beginning and that's so exciting and it also feels like we're just getting started yeah which is cool yeah and you're amazingly positioned for this wave to really take off and and be in a good spot for that yeah and i I think it's like i mean it's like a podcast like it takes a lot there's real work here and like editing and like expertise and like equipment you need and all these things like video is the same way like you need to do like 20 things right to be successful with it and if you do 15 of them if you don't power through like you might not see like success on the other side and i think like we think about where our product fits in those like 20 things. Like maybe we solve like seven of them today mm-hmm. and maybe our content solves like another three or two. Um, and so there's a lot of room that we see that we think that we can make it easier for people to be more successful, you know, and track the right things and make better content. And I think that's the most exciting thing. Um, and also just like really, I mean, the stretch goals are like continue to have Wistia be like an awesome place to work where like we would work in any position and would love to do it. I think like that would be amazing. Well, guys, I really appreciate you spending the time and coming down to the office and, and saying hi. Thanks for having us. Yeah, so you. if people want to get in touch with you guys, what's a good way to do that? Um, I'm C Savage on Twitter. You can email me at Chris at Wistia.com. I'm Brendan on Twitter and Brendan at Wistia.com happy to field any emails if you'd like to access the show notes for this episode you can go to thoughtbot.com slash giant robot slash 65 65 <laughs> today's podcast was recorded and edited by mike manor and produced by chad pytel thanks for listening